All right, so we thank God for bringing us um, in this fashion. Uh, we thank him for the opportunity that we have to come together uh, in this setting. Um, today, we're going to be going over the lesson, Empty Tomb, Living Savior. Empty Tomb, Living Savior. Uh, and we are going to be reading very quickly uh, some verses, not all the verses. It's uh, our scripture text today that we're going to be focusing on is John chapter 20. John chapter 20. And um, we are going to be looking at a few verses, uh, verses 1, th- 1 and 2, uh, verses 6 through 9, and verses 11 through 21. There are 31 verses uh, here um, listed in John chapter 20, but we're going to be focusing on just a few. And I'm going to read very quickly, uh, if you can follow with me, uh, for those who, are, who have their paper Bibles or their electronic Bibles, if you can, again, John chapter 20, we're going to be reading verses 1 and 2, 6 through 9, and 11 through 21. Um, and just bear with me as I get through it very quickly. Uh, John chapter 20, verses 1 and 2 says, Now the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. Then she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they have laid him. Verses 6 through 9 says, Then Simon Peter came, following him, and went into the tomb, and he saw the linen cloths lying there, and the handkerchief that had been around his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but folded together in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who came to the tomb first, went in also, and he saw and believed. For as yet they did not know the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Verses 11 through 21. But Mary stood outside by the tomb, weeping, And as she wept, she stooped down and looked into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and the other at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. Then they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they have laid him. Now when she had said this, She turned around and saw Jesus standing there and did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabbani, which is to say teacher. Jesus said to her, Do not cling to me, for I have not yet ascended to my father. But go to my brethren and say to them, 
I am ascending to my Father and your Father and to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had spoken these things to her. Verse 19, Then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. What a beautiful, beautiful picture of Jesus um, on this Resurrection Sunday. As we said earlier, up from the grave he arose. And now we are worshiping and serving a living Savior because of that empty tomb. A living Savior because of that empty tomb. Now, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the hallmark of the Christian faith. Without it, Christianity falls apart. Without it, we have no claim. We have no story. We have no testimony. Because of this one singular event, it changed the course of history. And we can now say that he arose up from the grave and we now have a claim, a stake at eternal life. Um, again, what a beautiful story. What a beautiful depiction of who Jesus is. We have an empty tomb. We have a risen Lord and we have a great commission. The empty tomb basically says that we now have life and have it more abundantly because he met uh, all the requirements of the law. And now we have a risen Lord. And now he says, as I am risen, then you should go now into all the world and preach the gospel. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. Amen. Senior Pastor, do you have anything to add to this? Well, well. What a compelling story or message it is today. Empty tomb. They buried them. Well, first they arrested them. They crucified them. They took him down, put him in a borrowed tomb. And only Amen. for them to come on the first day of the week and find the tomb empty. And um, many things can be said about that. And as Pastor O said, the three facets of this message today is an empty tomb, the risen Lord, and the great commission. You know, not, not only is the evidence of Jesus' res resurrection compelling, but um, on it, as he said before, the foundation of the Christian faith lies in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. For without the resurrection, Christianity falls apart. 
as Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 15, verse 14, and he said, If Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless, our preaching is in vain, and so would also be your faith. But, oh, we can rejoice today because Jesus is alive. The tomb is empty. And those who mocked and ridiculed the resurrection cannot explain why they do so. You know? Because they came to the tomb and it was empty. Empty tomb. And it's a prelude to what will happen when Jesus comes back for the dead and the living saints, that we will get up out of the grave and we will be caught up to meet him in the clouds of heaven. So don't let anybody tell you anything. Don't let anybody fool you. The tomb was indeed empty um, because the the body was, the um, stone was rolled away. The body was missing. And um, even the disciples, it was a time of great confusion as we are, we are living in right now with this epidemic that everybody is confused. Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection brought a lot of confusion. You know, everybody didn't know what to say. Even the disciples were confused. Even when, when Mary went there, she thought although he, he predicted it before, that he would raise from the dead. They didn't understand what was happening. So she was in great, great confusion. And um, um, a little about Mary, as I heard that gentleman preaching right. this morning. You know, Mary was known as Magdalene. Um, because she was from, the writer here says, a notorious town in Galilee called Magdala, or Migdal. And uh, Magdalene was another word for women who let their ear down in public, which was the primary way that a prostitute was identified. And um, she offered herself for sale, you know. So Magdala was full of such women. However... It doesn't mean that Mary was such a woman. Um, Whatever her background was, she was now a Christ follower. And she was the first witness of the empty tomb. And as I read through this lesson, I found out that um, they said that it would be a crime, high crime, for anybody. Because remember that they put a stone and they sealed the tomb. And the penalty for disturbing a Roman seal was crucifixion upside down, you know? Right. But these women knew exactly what was happening, but they still came, perhaps with balm, you know, spices, to put at the grave, not even on the body because the body was already in the tomb. So she placed herself at great risk. And we are called upon sometimes to go to places that perhaps they don't want us to be in, to do things that the gospel requires of us, that we place ourselves at great risk. Remember that the disciples were locked up and they were beaten and that sort of thing. We do not know what will happen, but we serve God without fear, you know. 
We know that he's risen and he will be with us. As Charles Spurgeon said, you are not asked to trust in a dead Jesus, but in one who, though he died for our sins, has risen again for our justification. Is anybody not justified about the resurrection today? You are not asked to trust in a dead God. We don't serve a dead God. We serve no. a risen Savior, and he's in the world today. So, my friends, take courage. Go without doubting. Your faith will be tested. But, oh, my friends, we can still see this nail's cards in his hand. He proved that to doubting Thomas. He said, you don't believe? Come, see my hands and my feet. Um, another thing to prove here is that um, when they, she went there, she was standing in the same vicinity, yet she remained clueless. She was facing the risen Savior, but she does not recognize him. I know many people right. talk about God, but don't know him, don't recognize him. Well, it's a good time. This Easter Sunday, this Resurrection Sunday morning, if you have not yet reached the conclusion of what you're in and who you're serving, it's a good time this morning, right now, to recognize him through this epidemic, to what is happening, to the confusion. It's a good time for those who have not sent your stake down in the Christian faith and recognize Jesus as Lord. It's a good time for you to do so today. This should bring yes. us to the place that we realize that God saved us and it's not an accident. My friends, I can't see you. You can't see me. Neither can you see Jesus in the natural. But we see him through eyes of faith. Yes, he is risen from start to finish, from death to life, from the cross to the throne. Jesus Christ is risen, risen this morning with new life, new behavior, new attitude. And the commission is given unto us to spread the word. That's what he said Amen. when he came up from the grave and he went to them. And I was telling somebody yesterday that nobody is called to sit down. We all have responsibility in the kingdom and in the church. You're asked to do things, do it, because it's a declaration of the message. He said, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. What a huge responsibility Christ placed on those of us who teach and preach the gospel. He indwells in his ministers. His spirit is in his ministers. We have to preach the word. So is everybody else. If you're called and you're calling is to sweep the church and to clean the, 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 the toilets and to do everything else or to be an usher, don't take it lightly because you're calling to something great and he will reward us at the end of our journey. Don't take the commission lightly. Go into all the world and preach the gospel, he said, to every creature, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them, he said, 
to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you all the way, all the way. I won't leave you. I will be with you until the end of the world. Oh, yes, so he is with us through the corona. He is with us through aches and pain and heartaches and grief. He is with us. He never leaves us alone. So remember on this Resurrection Sunday that we are in something great and something bigger than what we even think. Do it with all your might. Serve him. Whether you're in school or you're on the football field or wherever you are in sports, um, at your workplace, you know, um, you are in something greater than you imagine. And the Lord is with you, so don't be afraid. Go in the strength of the Lord. Go in resurrection power. He is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. God bless you this morning and enjoy the Easter season and let God be first in your life. Amen. 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 Well, Senior Pastor, I just wanted to kind of go back to look at Mary Magdalene. Um, I think it's significant that we kind of look at her because she was basically one of us. She was a sinner. Um, some accounts said that she was a prostitute. We're not sure. Um, some said, you know, other accounts like in Luke 8 uh, talked about her being one of the ones where, G, where you know, demon, uh, seven demons were cast out of her. Right. Um, and she, she, along with many of the other women, were there for Jesus. She wholeheartedly believed in our Christ. But just like many of us, there are times when we are going to face disappointment. She went there. She didn't see, uh, you know, the Lord there in the tomb. She was there to do a service to him, to serve him as she always did. Just like many of us, we serve him in our various walks of life. But then there was that disappointment of the empty tomb. Can you talk to to us about the disappointment uh, that we may face or the, you know, the empty tomb experience where we go to Jesus to either serve him or for him to serve us and we feel as if he's not there for us. Can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, because right now, I mean, a lot of people feel that way. I've been talking to people on the phone, both from Jamaica to New York to Canada and other places, and some people are so disappointed. You know, some people wonder why, but those who study the Bible know that we're living in end times, and I think that that's the conclusion that all of us have gotten to. Um, and he has told us and reminded us, when we see these things, we must look up for our redemption, draw it nigh. And if, if you're reading your Bible, especially New Testament very well, you find out that all the disciples, the Peter and the Paul that we preach about, that they have been through time of disappointment. The psalmist David been through that. So it's not a bed of roses. Jesus suffered, and he, he, he suffered there one time, he felt the same way like we did. Jesus as a man, you know, felt the same way. And when he went to the garden to pray, he said, Lord, I can't do this. Take this away from me. You know, let this cup pass from me. But 
there was a but there. He said, it's not my will. I want it to be your will. So if you go through times of suffering, you might be at work and people accuse you wrongfully and people treat you bad. Look up because, as I said, the Lord is with us. And Mary Magdalene, at the same thing, she, she, she was faced with an empty tomb and she thought it was the scene for grave robbery, you know? That's what right. she thought. Um, she mistake the presence of the holy angels, those that she saw dressed in gleaming white. She tended them to be um, just tenders of the tomb, you know? But um, they would not be tending the tomb inside. They would not be there. Remember, they had a God there, you know? And Mary, those who are weeping, she wept hysterically. She was unable to process what is going on in front of her. Her sense of logic is being overwhelmed by her sense of grief. Let me say that again. Her sense of logic was overwhelmed by her sense of grief. Nobody wants to cry. Nobody wants to be in grief. But sometimes it's for a reason. Sometimes through our grief, we come out stronger. Like what is going on now, the church is, come out, is going to come out stronger than we were. I am not worried about the church. I'm not worried about what God is doing. For weeping may endure for a night. But remember, joy comes in the morning. Remember Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. He believe in God. Believe also in me. So whatever you're going through, like Mary, give it to Jesus. And I commend you ladies. You, you are there, um, majority in the church, really, and you stick with it. Some of you, you know, through bad treatment of husband and family and so on, and you have, have been determined that, oh, yes, whatever happened, I'm going to stick with God and I'm going to stick with the church. And I commend you. I won't call names, but you all know yourselves. I commend you for sticking with it for going through your grief period, for going through time of trials, for going through times of tribulation. And hold that this morning. You will hear the angel's question. Why are you crying? Why are you crying? It's not a day for weeping. It's a day for rejoicing. It's a day to say, yes, he's risen. And if you look by faith, you will see Jesus calling you out by name. He's calling your name. So don't be clueless. Just remain strong in the Lord. Let your faith reach up to God this morning. Blessings to all of you out there. Blessings, blessings, blessings. You might have loved ones that um, have the corona. You might have loved ones that have passed away. I'd like for you to pray for those. Um, You know how it is how painful it is to have somebody in the hospital, husband or wife, dying, and they don't even permit you to go and bid farewell to your dying person. You know how difficult that is? But take courage this morning. Take a grip, says the songwriter. Take a grip, another grip. Hold fast and never let go. In the heart of the battle, the sweeter Sweet. victory. It will get sweeter, my friends. When we, when we see Jesus, when he burst that eastern skies, 
when he come back and he hugs you and he says, well done, good and faithful servant, then we will truly realize that that which we had was not something to be taken lightly. Amen. 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 And it's it's funny that you you kind of framed it in that way because I also was looking at at Mary and also looking at the women that followed him because they were you know they were ardent followers they were loyal and they were faithful and they were also uh, you know his financial supporters and we find that yes. in the church now there's no way we can survive without the support of all women and you know we're not taking any you know any focus off of Jesus Christ but really kind of lauding the efforts of Mary because like I said she was there um, and she actually brought the gospel message back to the disciples it said no 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 you have to come and see the empty tomb you know you have to believe me you have to believe me, and the only way you can believe me is, is to come with me and let me show you exactly what I saw. So I think it was significant because we live in an in a era that sometimes you know, women are not recognized for you know, their contributions to the church. Um, but I think it's very significant to see here Mary doing her bidding, doing the bidding of Christ, going and to serve, you know, serve him and to tend about and see about uh, his body. Um, but finally, you know, we look at the world today, and there's something significant that came um, out of the conclusion to this particular lesson. And I kind of wanted to, to read it and expand on it a little bit. It says, in the midst of every trial, we can recall the promise of Christ to his disciples. Peace be with you. Jesus has the power to quiet every storm we face as we take his good news to the world. And that's something that I think we can take from this. Jesus has the power to quiet every storm we face as we take his good news to the world. Um, Go into all the world, he says, and preach the gospel to every creature. And that's our commission. That's the great commission. That's what we have been ordered to do by way of the Holy Spirit through the word of Jesus Christ. So at this time, we're going to ask you, Senior Pastor, to sanction this, um, to pray for each and every one that's um, on the line, to each and every one that has you know, some loved one that, you know, may be facing some difficulty. It may not even be this virus. It may just be some difficulty or some challenge that they may have in this life. Uh, if you can just uh, pray and sanction, um, you know, this particular session, um, praying for their well-being, praying that uh, our efforts and the efforts of the church globally uh, we'll be able to lead someone to Christ through these various social media efforts that we're doing right now. Father, we just bless your name this morning. Though we're not gathered together in the form that we are used to, but all this morning we have imparted your words 
We have read your scripture. We have reminded um, of what the songwriters have said. And Lord, we uh, communicate the resurrection story today that you are indeed alive, that the tomb is empty. But, oh God, you are alive and you appeared to your disciples. You appeared behind closed doors to them and uh, gave them their responsibility to go into all the world. And as we live in this time where we couldn't meet because of the epidemic that is on, we pray that in our hearts we will feel the same peace of God which brought about all understanding. You said, peace, I leave with you. I give it to you and I leave it with you. And I pray that that same peace this morning will be in our hearts. Oh, we pray for those who have loved ones who have been hurt or who are sick. We hear of many or who have passed away. We have heard of many ministers and so on in UK, in New York, in New Jersey, in other places. But, oh God, we pray that you will give comfort to every situation this morning. Give comfort to every heart this morning. Anybody mourning, anybody crying, anybody, oh God, who this morning feel a sense of grief, we pray that as you appear to Mary Magdalene and the disciples, O oh God, that you will appear to them this morning. You know how, Lord. And so we ask of you that you will comfort every heart this morning. Lord, we look forward to the time when we'll be able to meet again. And I pray, God, that as we send our stakes deeper, somebody said deeper, deeper in the love of Jesus, daily let me go. And as we Get deeper in you this morning. You will reveal yourself to us this morning that when we meet again, indeed, we will be able to rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice, O Christian. Lift up your voice and sing eternal hallelujahs to Jesus Christ, our King. You are our King. We recognize you this morning. We, we worship you this morning. We lift your name and I this morning. We pray for those who are not saved. Oh, God, those who are hurting this morning. Oh, some in prison, some in the hospital, some at various places. Oh, God, but we pray this morning. Yes, indeed, we might not be able to be on the streets, but we can be with you. We might not be able to hug each other, and shake hands with each other, but we can hug you. We can shake hands with you, oh God, and we look forward to that day and that time when we will come to be with you because you said you have gone to prepare a place for us and you will come again and receive us unto yourself that where you are, we will be also. We praise your name. We pray for every minister. We pray for every ministry. We pray for every church organization that is gathered today in your name or by way of airwaves. Oh God, we pray for blessings on top of blessings and we pray that you will save the unbelievers that they will turn into believers. We bless your name today and thank you again 
for being in our lives. Thank you for the resurrection message. Thank you, Lord. We praise you and glorify your name. Bless every member of Sunshine and friends and relatives, we pray today. Oh, God, we pray, we pray, we pray for those in the hospital, members of the body of Christ. Oh, but we pray for a healing touch right now, and we praise your name. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. You know, when you come in contact with Jesus, um, I found that your life is never the same. And this doesn't mean that you're not going to have challenges. I just want to say that to everyone. Just because you come into, you know, come in contact with Jesus and you accept him as your Lord and Savior, that doesn't mean that you're going to have challenges, that you're not going to have challenges. But, you know, you'll have somebody with you every step of the way. And I encourage each and every one of you to stay with him. Stay with him because you'll have somebody to share your heavy load. Um, you'll have somebody when troubles overtake you. You'll have somebody to, to be with you through all life's challenges. And trust me, if it's not this, it's going to be something else. Um, so just, you know, take Jesus with you, you know. Uh, the, the old song that says, take, you know, it says, take the name of Jesus with you, with you, right? Um, so my encouragement, as, as well as senior pastor's encouragement to you, hopefully it will. Hopefully there's going to be, you know, a, a rejoicing in your spirit after today just remembering the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That should bring us hope. That should bring us joy. That's the good news that we have, um, the, assurance, the assurance that we have that even though he went away, he went away not to stay, for he's coming back again. Uh, this is, you know, our hope for each and every one of you that you will be, you know, that you will stay in the arms of Jesus and that he will comfort you in these times. Amen.